river kingdoms, a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 92. Voice of the editor here. This episode is comprised of two short sessions that weren't all that far apart, stitched together in the middle to make a single podcast episode. Okay. So, when last we left our Caelan, you had seized Fort Drelev? Yes. Uh, you had had your way with Quintessa Moroni? By which I mean you'd talked politely to her and um, given her a chair and that sort of thing. Yep. New innovation in counsellors. Presume you remember that she has a set-up and all that sort of... Yeah, of yeah, we, we had a big we had a big sit-down and made plans for Fort Drelev and talked to um, various characters about their personal lives and ways that this could be made to not splash onto Caelan. Yep. Um, we, um, we'd had a big celebration to in Fort Drelev to celebrate the, you know, takeover, we didn't put it like that, mm-hmm. liberation of Fort Drelev. Um and we were just looking at um, the um, Caelan's got to make the decision of who's, who's going to become viceroy. So I have made, I've had my conversation with Michaela. Yep. There is one more piece of information I wanted before I make that final decision. Certainly. Which was, um, because I, I presume I can get this from them because I'd be able to get it in all the past cases, is um, a sense from the, pe- the three people in question of what council of roles they're interested in. Right, yes. Alright, so Lillian, obviously, Viceroy. Yeah, I know they all want Viceroy. Uh, Magister, if you remember well back when, she was originally brought in as your kingdom's librarian. Yes, that's right, she's interested in that sort of thing. Um, Diplomat. Yep. The manipulating people thing again. Um, She doesn't want to know about being your spy master anymore, you've already fired her from that job once. Yep. Mm -hmm. From her point of view. Mm -hmm. She was my diplomat before. Was she? I didn't think she was. I thought was she was your spy master. No, she was my diplomat. Because oh, there was there was a whole subplot about why is the diplomat always some woman Kaylin thinks is hot? Right. I thought you'd moved her to spy master at some point to make room for another diplomat. 
Okay, yeah. I, I don't believe so, but I might be wrong about that. You're welcome to say she's not interested in it. In that case, you can erase Diplomat from that list as well, then. Okay, sweet ass. Well, you've, you've already told her you don't want her in the job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's be clear here. She she was my diplomat, and then she said she was leaving the kingdom because she was pissed off with me. Because you dumped her. Yeah, okay, yes, all right. Not on To the... marry someone else. Yeah, okay, getting the drift. Uh, so that's the India list, then. Okay, she's not interested in treasurer? No. Nope. Good to know. Okay, what about Tyrion? Uh, Tyrion would take counsellor. Yep. Um... I'm surprised he's not all that interested in the um, martial ones either. Uh, he would take high priest, but doesn't feel that he's suitable for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, i.e., he'd rather have an actual cleric of some kind in that role. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but if push comes to shove. Yeah. Um, same again for Grand Diplomat. He doesn't He'll feel. He'll do it if the king. Like, he literally tells you, I will, I will take on such a role if the kingdom requires it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I said counselor, didn't I? Yep. Um, and then treasurer is in that basket as well. He's not very enthusiastic about it. Okay. All right. And then they're just not going to make they're just not going to make this easy for me. Okay. What about Quintessa? Uh, Quintessa says, uh, "I would be delighted to serve you in whatever way you deem appropriate, and Stagthorn, of course." Um, I. Had a, a surprisingly eclectic education here in Fort Dreadlift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot say I possess any great martial skill, but uh, if if the kingdom requires it, uh, so general, martial, and royal assassin, royal assassin and warden are all the ones that she will do if you want to assign her to them. She doesn't claim to have any skill at them, but yeah. she, like Svetlana, says that with a bit of work, she can just do it. Yeah. So those are the ones she could do, but she's not very enthusiastic about? Uh, no, no. She's enthusiastic about doing them. She's just projecting you a realistic assessment. She's yeah. not trying to tell you that she's actually a secret ninja kung fu warrior. Yeah. She's telling you, you know... Like I can use a dagger, but you know, yeah. I, I have worked with I've worked with a number of men before. You know, if you need somebody in charge of your armies and feel that I'm best for that role, I would be happy to step up to it. I merely possess no martial great martial proficiency of my own, nor any experience as a soldier. Um, on the other hand, uh, she will volunteer for everything else quite enthusiastically. So she's in every position, person. Yep. Okay. So I've made my... I've decided to go with Lillian for Viceroy and Quintessa for Treasurer. Alright. Um, but I'm going to have a conversation... I want to have a conversation with them both, and I want to have a conversation with Qu- uh, Lillian before I appoint her uh, to it, because I want to um, have a chat about um, some history. <laughs> Certainly. Alright, so you basically go and speak to them all and say, you know, you're considering this and you want to get an assessment of their skills and capacities and blah, 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 and more or less have those conversations where they volunteer for X, Y, or Z. Um, and, uh... So, do you have me? Uh, I'm... would like to have you back on my council. Of course. Um, I'm thinking about you for the Viceroy. I think, um, I know you're newer to the kingdom than um, some of the other folks here, but I think you've got a good handle on where the common people are at, which um, 
is not Tyrion's strong point. Um, but I need to know if you're prepared to let bygones be bygones at this point. There, there may have been certain hilarious jokes and pranks and things of that nature, and you have every reason to bear a grudge and understand it goes to the territory. I, I once, now that I am no longer going to be forced to live in close quarters with Terry, I will stop finding him. <laughs> I was actually meaning me, but that's that's good to hear as well. Ah, I haven't done that um, in, in quite some time. It's the telling people I shag sheep was the. Uh, it was just a joke until Gregory picked it up. <laughs> It really would make the most remarkable counsellor, but I can understand. Uh, I'm letting him keep his head. He should take it and be grateful. Um, seriously, are you all right to work together again? I have no great desire to relocate out of Fort Drelev, but I understand from speaking to Van how his uh, viceroyship works. Uh, I would live here, I would travel to Elk's Rest periodically for... Uh, council meetings, work, training, and the like. I understand what it is that the viceroy position is asking. It is, it is a step up for me. I can hardly say that I have been queen here in all but name, but I certainly have a good uh, have my handle. Sorry, excuse me. I have my hand on the pulse of Fort Drelev. It's uh, no one's. Um, I think that the people. The the ordinary people have not been a big priority of the previous ruler, and um, Tyrion's a noble-born. He's a good man. I know you don't like him, but he's a good man. But he'll never see things in the way someone who's got more of an experience of what things are actually like on the streets will. I hope I'll find something else else for him to do in time. But I think you're the better. I think you're the better call, and I would appreciate it. If you didn't re- re- repeat anything I just said to Tyrion at any point. She doffs an imaginary She says, I can claim to be a, I can claim to be a princess of Minkai, uh, the heir, heir to the throne of Minkai and, and Empress's cousin or any such thing with enough legitimacy uh, uh, to satisfy the nobles. But... Uh, I imagine that they will still be, your viceroy will still be seen as quite some time as uh, in Tyrion's charming phraseology a whore. Uh, However, it will not be a new experience for you to put a woman who has such a reputation with you <laughs> into a position of power. I, I've had a bumpy road with th- people telling lies about me and no mistake. Uh, people telling lies about me, and more importantly, lies is about um, some very good woman. It's uh, and besides, I'm um, putting Quintessa on the council, so um, there ought to be plenty of attention to go around. Oh, that will make the most delightfully fictitious meetings. I know. I'm um, hopefully she and Michaela will settle down to a better understanding in time. Anyway. You've um, done good for the. You've done well for the people here, lass. And you gave me warning when I needed it. I appreciate it. But I'll um, make the announcements and the like. You let me know if there's anything you need to help the people here. Uh, and she'll sit down and go through some of the nitty gritty with you, which basically involves um, 
presuming that you have no objection to this, she's pretty much going to be moving into Castle Dreyliv and more or less occupying it in uh, what was Dreyliv's the King's Chambers. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I have no objection to that. That, um, she has to, you know, Tyrion wants to retain his suite and they need to, but I think he's also got his own manor in town or whatever. Yes, indeed he does. Yeah, so they, it's not But, like, you know, it's a bigger castle. They yeah. can trivially avoid seeing each other. Yeah, so I think that'll be... That will be all right. Uh, among other things, what she'll go and do is occupy the Queen's rooms, Papyrus and Dreyliv's rooms, which are way the hell over there, as far away from Dreyliv and his buddies as they could physically fit in the castle. Yeah, I mean, we don't. The only useful thing to do with this castle is have it as the yeah, administrative centre of Fort Dreyliv. Tyrion doesn't need to actually make, move rooms. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> he can just go reclaim his councillor's rooms. Yeah, which is excellent. So yes. Yep, I'm I'm good with her doing that. I know it has been a bumpy road for us, and I am always the sort of woman who likes to have a dig when I can get it, and that will probably not change, although, who knows, stranger things have happened on the heavens and the earth. But I appreciate this, and I appreciate everything you have done for my Sandra. This, I hope, will all work out for the best. I think the chances are the people, once they have some time to recover, the, the people will find this a better place. Things got pretty nasty here. Dreyliv's done me the favour of underlining the point that he's not a very good king. It's still going to be a bumpy transition. I mean, conquering a country is never just a matter of paperwork. But uh, How will your wife feel about placing your uh, ex-girlfriend in a position on par with her? <laughs> Because well, functionally, she's the queen. You're, you're giving her the queenship of Fort Dreyliv and all yeah. that name. The really good thing about Bryn is she doesn't fuss about that kind of thing. What a strange woman! Lots of people have said that. <laughs> Still, I suppose that sort of uh, personality must suit you nicely from time to time. I find it very restful. <laughs> I appreciate this, Caitlin. I hope it will all work out for the best for all of us. I hope so, too. And she will come up, and she will actually give you a hug and a kiss on the cheek at that. Mm. <laughs> Alright. And that's... Is that pretty much it? Yeah, that's it for her. Yeah, She doesn't have any um, immediate ideas in terms of what she would do that are not, you know, really obvious. Let's uh, yeah. spell the martial law and all the horrible trade restrictions and all this sort of thing. But it's, it, like a signing Spitlana, it's one of those jobs that she is not qualified for, but, you know, Tyrion is probably the person who is best qualified for it in terms of his actual life experience and that, but she'll, like everyone else in your council, have to learn. You're all, many of you were peasant farmers and mercenaries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I, I hardly had um, detailed king training. Um, so um, I'm going to talk to Tyrion privately about this. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to do that on screen if you think it's an exciting scene. I think that would be wise. Oh, okay. So I will go and see him. Your Majesty, how may I how may I serve you today? I wanted to let you know that um, I'm giving Lillian, Lillian the position of Viceroy. He looks quite surprised at this and makes no real effort to hide it whatsoever. I see. Are you certain that's the wisest decision in the best interests of Stagthorn, 
the new Staghorn and Fort Dreadlift? For the moment, I'm, I'm suited to it. I um, have confidence in her abilities. I cannot deny that she has been... Her connections have been very useful in liberating Fort Drelev, but uh, I do not believe that on any level she has the temperament appropriate to such a position of authority. I know. You and she have got off on a bad... You and she are very different people from very different backgrounds, and you've gotten off on a bad foot. But I um, wanted you to know that it wasn't an easy decision and that I don't underrate the qualities you bring to the table. If I um, if I had only one of you, the, you, I would have given either of you the position happily. As I had the both of you, I had to make the choice. It is my role. He sort of stops, takes a breath. It has been my role as the council of Fort Drelev to advise its ruler whenever I feel that their actions are inappropriate. I will accept your decision here. It is not. Uh, a gross violation of Aristotle's tenements, or are we bringing war upon our neighbours, as in the previous case I had objections, but I must advise you, Your Majesty, that I think this is completely the wrong decision. I will abide by it, but nonetheless, hear my words of wisdom. I hear them, and I take them seriously. I hear your concerns, and you are welcome to continue to bring me those concerns. It's a... it's a matter of watching out for the common people is where I, where my concerns lie. They're the backbone of Fort Drelet's economy. I know it's a part that you and I come from similar beliefs, but very different places in our lives. You were reared in the cradle of a fairly high degree of civilization, born to a noble house. I follow Aristotle because I've seen the alternative. Because I was reared in an orc tribe as a half-human, which is the sort of place where you learn the value, the true value of civilization. My concern, my greatest concern, I understand that the nobles are an important part of any kingdom, but I want reared to the nobility and my greatest concern will always be for the common people. That's the that's what I've had to weigh up. I would like to give you a position on the council. I respect your integrity and your wisdom. At present, the only vacancy I have for the tre- is for the treasury. And while I give it to you, I'm inclined to give it to Conquesa Murray as you have no specific inclination for it. I... I'm an educated man, I can work with figures, but the treasury is not something I have over-concerned myself with in, in Fort Drelev's current, current structure. I want you to know that as and when I need someone with your talents, you'll be my first port of call. I always have people that I'm trying to get onto the council because the nature of the thing is that there are only so many places. It's the nature of rule. There are a great many people who do a great deal for your, for our kingdom. Uh, Not all of them can be rewarded as appropriately as they might deserve. Not every man can be the commander, not every soldier can be the commander of an army. Aye. If there's another place you'd ask of me, I'd that isn't the counsellor, I'd be very interested in granting that to you. 
and I will let you know as circumstances change. The other thing I've discovered is that the councillorships change over time. People retire, things befall them. It is good, it's good, while you can't ask talented people to wait forever, it's good to have people who can step in when circumstances require it. I understand, Your Majesty. Stagthorn is a very unusual kingdom from for a man of my background. You have made any number of strange alliances that, that perhaps in my position I would not of. It will be an interesting challenge to integrate them with Fort Draylim's more stringent, shall we say, views. It's going to be difficult for the people. And I do know that Fort Draylim has its own history, which, you know, notwithstanding that I don't rate Draylim's talents very highly... The people have every right to be proud of their accomplishments and what they've built here. Being conquered by another kingdom is never exactly an easy thing to take. I don't want to wipe out everything that you've already, everything that you've already had and been through. I want to find a way that Fort Draylith can build, be part of something bigger it without has, losing everything it's built. It has already. It has a proud history. Fort Draylith is a proud history, but elements of it must change. Aye. Very well, Your Majesty. As I say, I I disagree with your decision, but I understand I understand your reasoning. I will remain if if you have no immediate need of me, then I will remain here in Castle in Castle Draylev with Cassandra and Tamari and keep myself in reserve and available when Miss Visky makes an error. <laughs> and you see he he literally swallows whatever it was he was going to call her. Yeah. but there's no conception of if she yeah, screws it up it's yeah. when she screws it up Yeah. on the other hand um, if I'd appointed him she'd be doing something very similar I would imagine <laughs> at least I'm not putting them both straight on the council next to each other and you can actually make me a motive check yep Okay, so what he says to you here is um, is legitimate. There's an element of probing in it. He is ve- uh, he's very slightly pushing you deliberately because, well, the last king threw him in the rat-infested dungeon yeah. hall for speaking his mind. So he's deliberately just starting with this with, I'm going to tell you that you're doing something wrong. Yeah. A, because I think you are, and B, to see how you're going to react to that. Yeah. Um... He absolutely believes, unsurprisingly, that Lillian is going to screw this up yeah. and screw the pooch somewhere in there. Uh, and that is what you get out of your 16. Yeah, that's fine. And then um, I will finish by going and seeing Quitessa. Caelan, how can I serve you today? I um, would like to talk to you about offering you the treasury. I'm giving Lillian Viceroy, and the treasury is um, where I have a lack of someone to take care of things. I would want you to... Um, my um, Leon has been looking after things since uh, since Corwin died, and um, I would want you to take him on as your assistant. He can give you the run of things, and you can, of course, regarding Draylid specifically, you can talk to... Uh, Hand about um, where that king, where Draylo's finances are at. Of course, I will. 
have no difficulties whatsoever working with hand and I understand that your page is a talented young man uh, a, a young man of, of many surprising talents I will be happy to see what I can do with him I think um, looking after the whole thing is a bit much for him at this stage um, he's been managing well enough but um, it's a bit of an abrupt step up but I didn't want to um, fill the position with someone prior to um, seeing who was going to come up as Fort Drellard. Now, I w- wouldn't necessarily see you in this position long term, given your versatility and willingness to work in different positions. At some stage, we may be arranging the council, oh, and I may ask you to take on a different position. I understand. I am happy to. I'm happy to serve at your pleasure, as you need, as and in whatever position you need me. It's a, it's helpful having someone who's prepared to try different things. There was a time when Michaela... Um, she smirks very slightly. Yeah. It was a time when Michaela took on a, a number of different roles. I'll try not to move you around too much. I understand it's um, vexing not being able to get to grips with things. I, um, I've got a spy master I'm happy with, but we have struggled to fill that position in the past, and I think it's something you could do well but we'll see who comes up and who goes and what happens. I would actually be very pleased to take on the role of treasurer. Uh, I will not make any pretense that I have been highly educated as an economist or anything of the sort, but um, I have always wanted to... or always been looking ahead for opportunity, and I am certainly learned enough to know... to have high literacy, to know my numbers, and... I have been working extensively with Castle Drelib's accounts with managing, uh, converting... How to put this? Hand is a wonderful man when it comes to numbers. When it comes to communicating what those numbers actually mean, it's best to have a... a, Forgive me, a human interface Uh, between him and the rest of society. I can see that. I have somewhat somewhat been... uh, Unofficially serving in, in that role, among other hats. Uh, we um, we did have a little bit of a, that sort of trouble with corn as well. He was um, not a people person, precisely. I have several speculative thoughts on on the treasury. Uh, if I have if I have the time, perhaps I could come back and and have a meeting with you again in a day or so to once I once I put my thoughts in order. Absolutely. Um, in the meantime, um, I'll direct people to um, make paperwork available to you and such like, and such like that. And I will take the opportunity to speak to Hand and Young Leon when I can. Thank you very much for placing me in this position, Kevin. You won't regret it. I will look forward to working closely with you. <laughs> and um, we'll shake hands and yep. leave it there. Okay, and yes, and that's the last sort of things that get done as this turn draws to a close is that the Viceroy is officially announced. Oh, uh, actually, can I back that conversation yep, up slightly? Sure, sure. Just one more piece of conclusion. And just as she's leaving the room, she sort of stops and turns slightly on her heel as she, th- as she thinks about it. She says, uh, if it would be alright with you, I was wondering if we could invite Lord Tristan to that meeting as well. He, again, has no classical, no, no heavy training numbers, but he is... Uh, a remarkably intelligent man. I've never quite met the likes of him. I no, I've no objection. The um, it will get a bit wordy, but um, 
He knows. I've never met anyone who knows what Tristram does either. She turns, gives you a slight wink and smiles. His human interface. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you wanted. Cool, that's fine. Um, I want to make a sense motive check on, on that request as as she's leaving. But of course, she's going to be like the geisha, and I'm never going to find out any, uh, any damn thing about what she's up to. Are you rolling fours? You? No, I rolled an eighteen. I rolled a ten. I rolled an eighteen. But I, I really think I was looking for about a twenty to figure out what the heck is going on with her. That was one of the nice things about Corwin. I never, fa- I never failed to sit for checking him, Corwin. Uh, well, as it turns out, Quintessa's got a little bit more than two than minus two charisma. <laughs> yeah, for some funny bloody reason. <laughs> So, she's definitely, um, she's, she's very flirtatious by her nature, as I'm sure has not escaped you. Yeah. It, it, it is, like, it's slightly overplayed by the GM to make it clear. She doesn't literally sit at every meeting with her, with her cleavage hanging out the top, you know, stroking your thigh kind of thing. Thankfully. Um, but she's definitely a flirt by her nature, it's just... And that's not going to go away. It's so ingrained into how she's lived her life. She just almost does it without thinking. She, yeah. she sort of lightly flirts with everyone she interacts with whenever it's even vaguely appropriate. Yeah. With you, she puts it on a bit more. Um, but um, you you sort of get the impression that her, her request is legitimate in the sense that she thinks Tristan is intelligent and would have several good ideas on what to do with treasuries. Because he would probably make a reasonably good treasurer in his own mm. right, being a very bright guy. Yeah, that would certainly be something I'd um, contemplate putting him in for. Um, but mostly, she's she's digging the Tristan vibe. That's what I was wondering. Cause, you and know, and is, is perhaps looking to... Like, she's clearly trying to show off to you in the sense of, you've assigned me the, the treasurer role... I'll do a presentation for you and show you what clever ideas I have and how good I'll be at it as opposed to just kind of shuffling off into the background. Yeah. Because she wants to be a personable scene treasurer to be seen to be doing a good idea, which is smart on any yeah. number of levels, given that she's she's keen to impress you. Unsurprisingly, you're the new ruler of Fort Drelev. Yeah. She's also keen to impress Tristan, personally. Yeah. And what he offers her in terms of career advancement is perhaps um, more limited. Yeah, yeah, but the... Um that's what I was trying to get a read on because um, Michaela and Tristram, I don't know if there's anything there, but there might be. Yeah, and you, you don't know. And you know, if Michaela and and Quintessa, who already kind of don't get on, were going after the same guy, that the, the could one interaction, the one interaction you've had is that um, at some point when Tristan was down and depressed about um, finding out he was a changeling. Uh, Michaela was there in his house because her boots were there. Yeah, yeah. That, and she was uh, perhaps hiding, perhaps lurking in the background. Yeah, yeah. I, and no one said anything about it. Yeah, and Caelan's never said anything about it. But it has been in the back of his mind. And, you know, if the, those two were going to go after the same guy, it could, it could get ugly. Romantic entanglements, politics, and war. Yep. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Alright, so Caitlin left with his own devices, will wince slightly, sigh, and then go off to do something else for a while. Probably um, get on some armour and go um, train in the yard. Yep. <laughs> the inadequate practice yard. 
Yeah, no wonder he got he got killed by one stab. If he didn't have any better practice yard than this. Hey, you could beat up any number of his guards in this practice yard, yeah, yeah. assuming they were all willing to lie down for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could beat them up anyway. I'm kind of thinking that these days, when Caelan works out against people, he frequently works out against four or five people. Oh, and um, this probably would have come up briefly in context with her, given that she was volunteering for the High Priestess role, among other things. Uh, she is a, 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 a... I'd call a moderate Abadaran. Cool. Like, she is not deeply, insanely religious. Well, that's certainly not a bad... But that is her... It, it, you know, that is her deity of preference, and then, you know, would also worship Aristotle in parts and, and several other people and that sort of thing. Yeah. But if she had one deity written on a character sheet, it would be Avadar. So, well, that's um, not... Um, that's not a bad fit for the kingdom. Certainly more comfortable than Huxley's... Um, Huxley's high priest. More the more. Yep. Huxley's never getting the high priest, even if everybody else is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine, because there's plenty of things Huxley can do. But. Yeah, she's not remotely claiming that she'd be a strong spiritual leader as a high priestess. She'd yeah. be a strong um, uh, legislative leader. Yeah, which is what Michaela's already bringing to the table. Yeah, yeah and I'm not moving Michaela again. To replace her with Contessa. <laughs> yeah. That no. would go over well. Yeah, no. No, I, um, I'm doing my best not to move Michaela around anymore. She's got the position that she wanted, and she seems happy in it. Okay. Mm. And those are your... People shuffled. Yes. So um, that's the. Um, so that is the month. Whatever month we're in. Uh, Neth. That is the so. month. Yeah, that's the month of Neth. Yep. We conquer Fort Drelev. We um, set up a new viceroy, and that's basically and that's basically that. Yep. Uh, Quintessa will actually report into you in the next day or two as, as appropriate to yep. give you a presentation on her thoughts and ideas. Yep. You can have that in character or out of as you please. I am actually interested in what her thoughts about where we should be putting our money and such are. Um, if she's got ideas about improvements she thinks we should be getting into or that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, so you've got this written down but um, so she sits down with you and she sits down with you and Tristan and has a very Tristan style uh, blackboard set yeah. up in the, in the room mm-hmm. um, and she because of course she can't have an overhead yeah. projector which is what she really wants here Kale and surreptitiously makes sure he's got a very comfy chair and she has a little cage in here with a couple of birds and she says Kale Tristan, thank you both for coming. Uh, please, take a seat. Uh, has apparently set this up. Servant comes in with, with refreshments which appear to be catered to your individual tastes. Like, you all served a big mug of frothy ale. And some, Tristan some sort gets of some meat. Sort of, <laughs> Tristan gets some sort of fine elven wine. Sweet. Camelon looks more reconciled to the long fringery meeting already. <laughs> I've sat down... I've sat down with Hand and... Probably hasn't spoken to Leon. No, because he's he, the opportunity. He's back in the main. He's back in the. Um, yeah, because the theory will be she will probably be spending a lot of time yep. in Alice yep. Rest as the yep. treasurer of the kingdom. Um, you know, I mean, there's no reason she can't spend some time in Fort Drelin as I've well. S- I've sat down with Hand for a long time, and 
spoken 25 words or less to Leon. <laughs> Via sending. Ah, yes. Um, and, and I believe I, I will need to uh, analyse your kingdom's your treasury and economy more broadly before I move deeply before I, before I move deeply into this but at present it would seem you, that your economy is somewhat uh, <clears throat> stayed I, I mean no disrespect to, to your previous treasurers but uh, Corwin from all accounts was a man of uh, a great many years and traditions <laughs> Um, appears to have managed the, managed the economy of Stagthorn very well, but uh, has not um, perhaps taken the best advantage of the people under him and other opportunities. First of all, I have some good news for you. Uh, we have a good a, a good array of resources still available in Fort Drelev from money that was moved out of the mercenary paying accounts into other places to keep it in reserve. <laughs> says. Uh, and I've got this listed on your yeah. thing, so you need to write it down. And she goes through what resources Fort Drelev has available, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's effectively translating into there's 27 bill points sitting in their treasury that you can pick up whenever your wee heart desires. Sweet. That will certainly be nice. Uh, the assumption of everyone here is pretty much that you're going to try and connect up to Fort Drelev and claim it as soon as you possibly can. Absolutely. It's going to be next to... That's going to be um, Cthona's priority because, yeah. um, you know, not really claiming things in Neth. Um, um, I haven't actually done the kingdom turn for Neth, yeah. so I'm going to. The, I'm sort of lining up what's going to happen in Cthona, and then I'm going to go back yeah. and do Neth's symbol and what happened and pay for the armies and stuff. And then she starts laying out a um, a number of, and, and she says, uh, one of the problems with keeping or with keeping all of our finances in reserve in a single location would be that had you managed to discover Hannes's secret, Hannes's secret tunnel and. Find your way into the treasury. Find your way into the treasury. It's secure, but it is by no means invincible. If you had removed every scrap and penny from it, we would have had a great deal of trouble paying our mercenary armies. It's entirely possible Fort Drelia would have fallen, not to invasion, but simple economic collapse. I we thought of we thought about it, but by the time I'd broken out, um, but none of my people are particularly expert with locks, and by the time we'd broken out. Um, Kundal and um, Tyrion, the um, secret passage had been uh, penetrated a few times. It was Corwin's idea that we could nick in and um, ha- be having off with the treasury, but um, I decided not to risk it at the time. Uh, one of the suggestions I wish to make is a more diversified option for the funds. Excuse me, that's hand speaking. Uh, splitting up the, splitting up the phys- what is physically in the treasury and placing it in a number of locations. You have two or three suitable ones within Stagthorn borders alone, then there are a variety of merchants elsewhere. I understand that we have... I understand from my brief conversation with Leon that we have very limited dealings with Canapash at the moment. Aye, they're in a bit of a snip with us. We're rather secure. However, we have excellent trade routes with Dagomark, who have quite extraordinary security measures and a fairly punitive system of punishment for anyone who would dare to steal from them. You know, for a small for a small percentage, we could diversify into their bank's interests and blah 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 blah. She starts presenting this at length with blackboards yeah. and pictures of where all the money is and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And her basic takeaway is instead of leaving it all lumped in um, Castle in, in Castle Grey, live in a very robbable location, which yeah. Helen has personally considered yeah. robbing. Obviously, you want a certain amount sitting around yeah. that you can physically lay your hands on if you need money urgently. Yeah. But the odds that you need hundreds of thousands urgently is pretty slim. Yeah, absolutely. 
So she is suggesting there's a bunch of banks that she's got contact with in Dagamark because Dagamark are now your next door neighbours. Ah, uh, yes, they're next to Fort Dre live. Yeah. Uh, you have a, you have a favourable trade deal with them set up when it became clear you were looking at taking Fort Drill. Ah, uh, yes, I do, don't I? I couldn't remember if I did or not. Yeah, it, it's come about in the last several months. When right, you, yeah. When you made your... After Drill have invaded... Yeah, uh, and a couple of months after that, Dagomite approached you in the form of Timon Maracas, their um, that's right, yes, their um, representative. Yeah, so we now have trade deals with Mivor and Pytax, Bravoy, and Dagomite. Yeah, and, and her basic pitch is because Dagomite don't have a king; they have their sort of anonymous council of merchants. There's no single individual that can nick off with it or that sort of thing. You're paying fees and blah, yeah. blah, blah, but it's pretty negotiable. Yeah. So she wants to move money into there and support that trade deal there and that sort of thing. And then your money isn't somewhere where we can get physically invaded and taken and that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, um, if we, if Dagon might decided to invade us or vice versa or there was some irreparable diplomatic breach, the money would presumably be lost. Uh, presumably, well, the, the diplomatic breach probably less so, unless it's leading right to war. Yeah. Because if they stole a hundred bill points from you, you'd go to war with them immediately to yeah. get back, wouldn't you? Yes. Um, but her, my, my recommendation is Dagmark because their security measures and their efficiency is more quiet. Dagmark has never had a war. They've certainly never started one. Well, I'm not big on starting them, so that seems good. And uh, we've always had friendly relations with them, so that seems good enough. And Tristan, what are your thoughts? Oh, I think that's really... So they start rattling away yeah. at each other. Um, she she definitely, you know, endeavours to bring him into the conversation. What do you think about this? And should we invest in these new libraries and this sort of thing? As yeah. a way of economically... And, and then the two of them start rattling off at you about the concept of economically growing the kingdom by investing more in universities and libraries and things. Yeah. And these will not pay off economically in the short term, but in the long term, when you think of your sons, your three sons' generation and their mm. lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caitlin actually does pay attention to this and is interested. You know, the, um, we've built an academy. We have, we've yet to build quite a lot of the scholastic things. But yeah. We've got a little, a little library in pretty much every village and one big academy. Yeah, she's not uh, per se demanding you do them, but she's yep. um, yeah, promoting them. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, and that was pretty much cool. what she that, wants to present to you. The, the, um, Kaylin is good with that as a potential concept. Yeah. I don't know if that's flavour or if that's actually going to have an impact on on a from a statistical back, background. Uh, it's unlikely to change your immediate statistics because yeah. the money is still there. The Fees and interest and that sort of thing she's talking about are things that happen, but they're not measurable at the level of bill points. Yeah. So, no, it's not going to fundamentally alter. How it is going to fundamentally alter your stats is this is what she is bringing to the table as your treasurer. Cool. So when her stat boost or drain or whatever gets added, if it's high, then this actually turns out to be quite a good idea, and if it's low, then you shouldn't have done that, and that's why you now have minus one to all your economy checks from your treasurer. Yep. Kind of thing. Understood. All good? Yep, all good. My thought is I need to do kingdom turns for Neth and Cathona. Yep. Um, and then, um, like, potentially do treasure division for um, all Kaelin's new monies. Yep. And then... Um, Head out and explore the last bits of some last bits of Fort Draylev in the month of Cuthona. Sounds good to me. And um, how much of that we get through is another question, but that's the sort of sequence that I'm thinking of. Yep. Do you want to just pass me a pencil? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
sure thing. So, to clarify your council now. Yep. Um, these, presume these setups all go through. Yeah, yep. Um, Bryn is the queen. Yep. The Cora Silverfire, the Centaur Priestess, is your counsellor. Yep. Akaros is back in being your general. Yep. Svetlana is your grand diplomat. Yep. Michaela is your high priestess. Yep. Trister, as he has ever been, is your magister. Yep. Uh, I believe making him the only person on your council who has never moved position, maybe first. I, I've never moved first. Yeah. Oh, but he did have a few months where he's broken. Yeah. Because I broke him. Yes, yes, you didn't take him off. So Tristram, go. <laughs> Tristram is the only one who has ducked um, Sam's position from start yeah, to finish. finish. Chief Footscale is your marshal. Huxley is your enforcer. The old Beldame is your spymaster. Yep. Uh, Quintessa is now your um, treasurer. Yep. Leon to Iseging. Uh, Van is the viceroy of Varnhold. Yep. Lillian is now the viceroy of Fort Drelev. Yep. And first is still your warden. Yes. All good. Yes, that's the one. Okay, so not that many changes to make to my list then. Okay. Is this my new Fort Drelev? Yes, it's this. It's all ready to go? Yep. Cool. Uh, and there's a really other information associated with yep. the city I, of Fort Drelev. I'm not up to actually writing it all down and incorporating yep. it into the world yet, but it's pretty and I want to yep, look at it. Yeah, but that's your drawing of how the city layout is. It's a watchtower in every corner. Yeah. Walls all around all the walls, obviously. Um, the tenements are all off next to the jail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got manors all around Castle Drelev, and down in one corner is all the sort of homely Aristalian inn and tavern and bits and pieces. Yeah. And there's a shrine to the deer and a pier on the water facing edge. Yes, right, yes. And the water water border is pretty full. There's the mansion and the exotic. The, the city is pretty full. Yeah, it's just about to uh, uh, run out of one space. more space in it, and then you take over into your next block of things. Yeah, it's got two spaces. There's one two. next to the luxury goods store and one next to the shrine to the deer. Yeah, that's, that's all right. So there's 36 grids in there. Yeah. And you fill, the trailer just filled 34 of them. Yeah. Pinklewick soup and kettle is not a Pinklewick. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's a relation of Zebra Pinklewick. Excellent. As I said, it's run by an arm. Yeah. So the, um, you've got all the tenements that are there. Yeah. Um, which ones are used by buildings like the inn and stuff? Uh, all of them are used. Cool, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I make it, like, believe I've got them listed as unused on the other thing, but then I realised um, there was a reason they were in there in the first place. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, Drelev has never built any houses for his people, just tenements. Yes, yep, because yep. he's a... Yep. Yeah. They <laughs> serve the same purpose, and you can always get your own rest down by building more garrisons and jails. Yes, that is completely true. Plus, with the money you save, you can build more mansions. Yeah. Alright. There's the army. Yep. That army is now disbanded. Yes, so one... Yes, I will need to worry about a new army, but I don't have to pay them in the short term. Sure. Okay, floor is yours then. Okay, so what I do, what I do and build and things. Yep. Um, is um, Kaelin claims his in this turn in the turn of Neff as the armies march. Kaelin claims his first hex of Fort Drelev, and um, cl- officially claims G two, the um, a random grassland hex on Drelev's border where the armies are marching through. Yep. He doesn't build anything on it, but he lays a territorial claim to it. Yep. 
which will make it simpler to expand further, but it's kind of as far as he's prepared to go with the conflict still in question. Yeah, and part of your... Um, well, you won't be doing that this month, but part of your um, grand diplomat Svetlana's job when you have taken Fort Relev is basically to formally notify all of the other neighbouring kingdoms around you and say, right... Uh, we now request you recognise that Stagthorn has seized the sovereign territory of Fort Dreadlev. Basically, our border ends here, so we're now, you know, by the way, Dagomark, we're your neighbours, by the way, Pytax, etc., etc. Yep. All good? Yep. I have um, built some houses in Lakeview yep. um, to give, um, to reduce the unrest of my citizenry and give me some free space to expand into. Sure. Um, and I have built a granary in Merkfell, um, as a, um, just a general minor improvement to my stability of my kingdom. Sure, sure. And that's all I did. I have, um, deliberately had a very conservative turn because he didn't know what was going to happen next. Cool. And then I need to pay for all the arm. I also need to pay for all the armies that are activating, but possibly that's after everything else. They march out, they secure the populace and calm things down, yeah. and as Drelev starts to be handed over into the control of its own people again, they head back to their respective garrisons and stand down yeah. as Neth ends. Okay. Cool. And that's um, expenditure, yeah. which I believe just leaves collect taxes. Uh, yes, indeed it does. It's collect taxes and have an event. Yes. Which there is an event. Which there is. Yep. Oh, that's a nice big number. Just what we need. Okay, so as your scouts are moving through claiming uh, those hexes on the way to Dreadlib's kingdom, yeah. um, looking around in sort of the swampy area and that sort of thing, uh, they find a very old, very buried encampment that's from one of the previous river kingdoms. Uh, when this gets back, brought back and looked at by people who have higher ranks in it, Tristan can identify as a kingdom that was here about 350 years ago, and then went splat somewhere in there. Um, there's almost nothing left of it, but they do find this remarkable thing that is a medium magical item. Ah. Um, is a figurine of wondrous power. Specifically, it's a dog made of onyx that you can turn into an actual dog and then um, ride around and it can talk. Cool. And that sort of thing. Uh, you can have it in your treasury pile or you can turn around and immediately sell it for two more build points into your treasury. Yes, that one. Unless um, I'm presuming no one is... No one desperately wants a riding dog. Cool. So yes, I um We're sizes here, so you have no small size party members. Yeah. Skull and shackles though, all small size party members. Yeah. So cool. yes, they turn off this wondrous thing, all the scouts get a bonus. Yeah. And then it gets sold on. Yeah, and then we and then we um, ask Umbleweed if he has any compatriots yeah. who would like it as he's um he's a known. He is a known. So he's in fact he may actually want to purchase said thing. Uh, no, not at all, no, no. Uh a stone creature. It doesn't have any, you know, uh, wings or slug slime or any of that sort of thing. (laughs) But he doubtless has um, small compatriots who would like to, who have tons of money being that they're wizards and high-level wizards. I happen to know a halfling cavalier who complains that his mouth is too easily killed. (laughs) There we go. All good. Shiny. 
And we find a cool thing. Yep. Moves you closer to the really awesome shit on the magical items random chart. Yep, I'm excited. And that is the end of your kingdom turn. Yes, so, and then at the end of Neth... Look what I found. Is your kingdom of Neth? <laughs> That's an excellent kingdom of Neth. Yeah, well, it can be bad as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and... We roll into Katsona. Sure. Where the big paperwork happens. Yep. So, do we want to do that now, or do we want to stop there? How I'm are we doing? Perfectly happy to keep going if you desire. Okay, sounds good. Okay, roll stability. Right. Uh, I make it. Yep. So I lose my remaining point of unrest as um, Fort Draylon apparently copes okay with being conquered by people who show no immediate desire to um, kill them. It's probably kind of a relief that the other shoe is dropped at this point. Pay your consumption? Yes. Um, so I'm not incorporating because I haven't claimed any of these things yet, so I'm not adding these to any of my stats at this time. How far away are you from claiming them? Uh, well, that's the... Okay, so hang on. I, I stopped the kingdom term at this point. Um, I was going to claim them in the claim hexes section of sure. the thing, at which point I'm assuming I don't get any of the stat bonuses until the next turn. Uh, but I don't know. I, uh, I can't remember how it works since we did Varnhold. Right, so specifically, you get as soon as you link the two of them up, because yeah. Rayleigh has a bunch of claim hexes of his own, Yeah. as soon as you take anything that's adjacent to them, you then have a congruous link between you and Fort Rayleigh, at which point you immediately derive all the benefits from it. So yeah. what happens is... When you do the claim hexes step, you claim those hexes, and Fort Drelev is now yours. Yeah. You don't have to claim all the hexes that are existing within Fort Drelev because they have already done the hard yards of leveling them and preparing them and scouting them and all that kind of thing. Yep. That's all good. So, yep. um, cool. So I don't have any of those bonuses because I haven't gotten up to the claim hex stage. Correct. And thus my consumption is also not enhanced or lowered or whatever. Correct. It's an abstraction, but you follow yep. the kingdom turn step by step by step. Yep. I mean, technically speaking, what will happen is you'll assign a bunch of leaders just before you actually claim the kingdom. Yeah, but, th- but that's reasonable, I'm saying. Yeah. Who's going to be in charge when I get down there? Okay, so you've done your stability, paid your costs. Uh, I'm sure a blessed book will prove of high interest to your total lack of wizards. What's it do? Uh, it's oh, Bob- it's Bob- 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 blessed, blessed book. book. Oh, that's the really cool spell book. It's now the thesis blessed book or some such thing. Yeah. It's the spell book that doesn't cost you money to write in. Yeah, it's really cool, but, um, yeah, the... Um, but none of your PCs are wizards, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, cool. Got one of those. And um, I am now going to clear the staff of illumination. Okay, what's next on the... Uh, assign leadership. Yes, so that actually is interesting. Yep. yep. Um, need to pause for this one. Yep. So potion of Okay. So um, to begin with, I pick up a point of unrest because I am changing things. Ooh. Yep. So unsurprisingly, when you assign all these positions, uh, several people think that Lillian is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Uh, several more people disagree with it. Um. Quintessa actually makes less ripples. People are not... Uh, there are several people who are not happy about putting your money in the hands of a, you know, Dreadlivian supporter. Yeah. Um, 
On the other hand, the Treasury is one of those positions that is completely vital and doesn't arouse any real public interest. Yeah. As long as it's being run well, no one cares. Okay, so how do you spell Quintus's name? Uh, <laughs> I have managed without knowing all this time, but now if I'm going I to... I have a name, you know, and a face, if you'll just look up slightly. Uh, Quintessa, so Q-U-I... Yep. N-T... Yep. E-S-S-A, Quintessa. Yep. And uh, I'll just check, because I think I put this down wrong... Uh, Maray, M-A-R-A-Y. M-A-R-A-Y. Maray, yep, okay. Alright, so I add Quintessa to my treasury, replacing Leon. Yep, uh, and you may just want to scribble these onto the scrap paper because you're about to claim Fort Draylid and get all its stat changes as well. <laughs> yes, that's very true, so I'll just um, note it off to the side. Yep. Okay, so... You, like, won't see an immediate effect from putting yeah. her in here. Naturally not. Um, but she is actually, within a, within a month or two, that treasury work she is doing is actually starting to pay off. You're starting to accrue, um, uh, going ahead with plans, spread your money around. You're starting to accrue interest and that sort of thing. Um, representative Tamar Maracas will come and have a meeting with you and Quintessa about what you're doing and offer you favourable interest rates to invest in Dagobark and all this kind of thing. It's probably not interesting enough to do as a C. No, that's alright. Because it's, it's economics. Uh, but it seems to be working fairly well. Uh, she adds a plus four to your treasury. Woohoo! To your economy, rather. Yep. So that um, boost is a nice boost over Leon's one. Yep. It was, you know, serviceable. Uh, and, you know, when you go to Leon and say to him, you know, we're moving you out of the position, he says, oh, thank you, Aristotle. I mean, uh, whatever you think is best for the kingdom. And, you know, you explain you want him in sort of a 2 yeah, yeah. underling position where he's sort of apprenticing into it. And he says, oh, uh, Yes, that sounds wonderful, uh, my lord. Um, perhaps I'd be suitable for it again when I'm a little more seasoned, maybe in 20 years or so. <laughs> and and uh, who will I be working under? Oh, Lady Mariah. Oh, I, yes, I'd be uh, delighted to serve <laughs> under Lady Mariah. <laughs> so we make Leon's day. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep, he's happy to have a boss he can ogle to his heart's content. Yep. Uh, so that is Quintessa as your treasurer. Yep. And then, um, in terms of putting my Viceroy down, I now already have a guy in the Viceroy slot. Yeah. So I'm thinking of turning my Air slot, which isn't doing anything, into... into a, into a, yeah, if you put Viceroy Drelev... Yeah. You've got a point of distinction. Yeah, I, uh, I um, actually feel pretty confident I'll be able to remember which is which, but I might as well be clear. Because the Viceroy thing is indirect, whatever bonus she would be giving me is half, which is why Vaughn gives me a plus a one. A poor one, yes. I just can't remember um, what your Viceroy... Yes, so you, essentially you would expect Lillian to do less for your kingdom broadly because... Um, a lot of her attention is focused on taking care of the actual place. Yep, uh, so... 
she is adding everything is rounded down. So plus nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you know, it's a tough position to excel at. I yeah. mean, I'm pretty confident Van would be doing a better bonus than plus one if he was elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, she's doing a lot of work, but um, it, it, it's being the queen in all but name means she has all the responsibility but ultimately not all of the power because you can at any point overwrite her yeah. you know whether or not she thinks this particular law is good for Fort Drail if she kind of has to follow it because it's in your kingdom Yeah, but yeah she's not monumentally screwing it up nor is she excelling yeah yeah no that's fine uh, and Tyrion does not actually come and poke you on this at all. He just lets her work speak for himself. Like, if you go and ask him what sort of job you think she's doing, you'll get a very clear and direct answer. But at no point does he come and snipe her to you. Classy. Mm-hmm. Classier than some might have been. Yeah, yeah. The other way around, you think, yeah. might have been a different story. Okay, so you have a viceroy, you have a treasurer. Yep. Uh, do you have a mayor of Fort Drey live? Um... I do not at present have a mayor of Fort Drelev. Um I don't necessarily want to ask Turian because it would kind of be a, seems like it would be a step down and yeah. it interfere with him taking on another role at a later stage. Yep. Um, no one particularly springs to mind. I don't know if people have suggestions, but if not, then I have a mayor. And yep. It's just not a... Because I don't have, like... I have a named mayor for Varnhold because it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And I have a named mayor for... Um, uh, Elk's Rest because it's yeah. um, Loy Resbin. Yeah. But I don't actually have named mares for most of my no. settlements. No. That's all good. Yeah. Uh, okay, and so that's your council done. It's Bob. Bob, Bob too. Bob's Bob brothers. Yep. Bob's brother. Uh, then you are claiming hexes, at which point, as soon as you start doing this, uh, your st- stats increase. Although that's not going to matter until you get up to um, making your next check. Yeah. So this Fort Drelev thing here yep. has down the bottom economy, stability, loyalty, total increases. Cool. And that's what you need to know. Brilliant. So your economy goes up by 14, your stability by 10, and your loyalty by 16 as soon as you claim them. Lovely. And of course your control DCs will all go, go up, as, up well. as well. Yes. And there's, money, and there's money that I need to um, spend to boost the build points and all that kind of stuff. Correct. So um, could I get, at this point, can we look at a map of the Hooktun Slough? Sure. Can you get out a Kingdom Hex map that doesn't have any stuff on it? Because I need a map of the Kingdom of Fort Dra- the new Kingdom of Fort Draylion. What you're building? Yes, yeah. yes I can. I didn't bother asking for one when I had one Grassland Hex. It's, it's not so exciting. It needs to be mapped. Here it is. Cool. So... If I, if you just make certain there's nothing that you're yep. looking at, I'll bring this over to you. Um, so I've claimed that, yep. um, and this is clearly a hex that um, is claimed by Fort Drelev. Yeah. So um, Fort Drelev is one, two, three, four hexes. One, two, three, four. Yep. Sweet. Yes. So I, could, I have found them all. Yep. So um, I can claim four hexes at a time. Yep. So I was going to claim these four, at which point I then have Fort Drelev. Done. Cool. Okay, and at this point, um, yeah, and then your um, your control DC 
goes up by you put it on nine, here. Nine, that will be yep. total. Four for those hexes, five for Draylib's four hexes and the single block of city he has. Yeah, and then I've got to deal with consumption, which is minus one from Draylib's hexes, but I've also got these hexes and then Correct. I can build things in them and Correct. it's all a big thing. Yep. Yeah. So that's cool. I will um need to spend some time making that so. Sure. Which I am happy to do now. Sure. Much paperwork and drawing of maps and things later. Yep. I have claimed F2, E2, E3, and D4 in a line going down towards Fort Drelev, which sure. includes the Clyburn Stone Bridge and the Cloudberry Patch. Yep. And means I now have the entire uh, entirely roaded section. And your kingdom is a billion T hexes bigger. I um, picked up nine. I picked up eight hexes and mm-hmm. uh, of increased size. Four from Drelev, four from the new claimed ones. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping me up to 85 hexes in size. I have um, built a road in <coughs> G2, which was the one Draylev hadn't built because he hadn't connected our... It wasn't a road to connect, yep. so for some odd reason he didn't want one. Um, and I've built two farms in that at hex I claimed last turn and the first hex with the Stone Bridge cool, to cool. reduce my consumption a bit. Um I have, um, at which point I have claimed Fort Drelev, which has had a dramatic impact on my kingdom. Yep. I've picked up, um, my control DC has jumped up by 9 to 111. Yep. I have picked up a huge pile of buildings in Fort Drelev, and, um, I've also picked up, as it turns out, eight road hexes once all the roading has been taken into account, two magic items for some subsidiary economy bonuses. Combined with adding Quintessa as a treasury, this has had a um, dramatic impact on my economy, which leaps from 91 to 111. It has had a moderately impressive impact on my loyalty, which leaps from 100 to 117, which means I'm now six points over my control DC count can't fail loyalty checks. Mm -hmm. And it has had a Less than startling impact on my stability, which has got ten, which has gone up ten. So um, it is now um, a ways under the um, DC. Yeah. Um, but however, I do have the capacity to um, switch that round by reassigning my spy master off economy now that my economy is doing so well. Yeah. Basically, Drelev built a lot of things to boost, boost loyalty because he kept making a lot of loyalty checks. Yeah. Because <laughs> he kept screwing up his loyalty. But yes, the economy can be said to have risen out of the slump of the um, the canfish, refusing the canfish um, pack masters dipped us into. Delighted to serve, my lord. <laughs> and um, yes, and so that's the and then the um, with all once all the farms and things have been taken into effect, we have an exactly zero nil impact on consumption, which remains at six. <laughs> Because we build just enough farms to keep us in the black. Um, I actually have plenty of capacity because my stats are in quite good shape to continue to expand. Mm-hmm. But I have lit, hit my expansion limit for the turn. I can only claim four hexes a turn. Yep. So instead I'm just building things. So um, I put ten points into rebuilding Fort Drelev, um, boosting its population to the new stat and yep. helping its people to recover. Yep. I put eight points into... Upgrading its four tenements to four houses, which gives me no bonus at all, mm-hmm. but it, at least um, no bonus on paper. Mm-hmm. But I feel sends a fairly strong message. Yep. Um, so I'll note that down on the city sheet. And um, the other thing I do with um, is um, 
I don't found any armies this turn. I'll look at a new army for Fort Drelev next turn, but I'm giving the thing yeah. status time to settle. If I immediately recruit the Fort Drelev shields after only just disbanding them, I kind of feel like the popula- the army is going to contain most of the guys it used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I build an observatory in Merkvale. Cool. Which I have never ever done before. Cool. So you'd like to hear about observatories? Yes, and it is a new building. Yeah, so this is basically um, you, want, you know what an observatory looks like in real yeah. life. It's a big dome tower with a whole bunch of things, and you can look up at the stars at it. Uh, the Desmonds in your kingdom are delighted. Yep. This, and many of them will start heading down to Merkvale. Uh, it gives you plus one stability. Cool. And it gives you another minor item slot. And you get lots of interested crafters and stargazers and things there. Cool. Duly noted. Did you understand what you were looking at with um, Draylev and his minor item slots and things? Yeah, this this was all extremely clear. Okay. So I've taken the two I've taken the two items and looked at how much economy bonus that gives me given how many items I already had, and then I've factored that in. And so I don't think you have quite understood that. Uh, oh, okay. You are adding fourteen to your economy. Yeah. Twelve from the stats, and then two from the minor items that Fort Draylev creates. Oh, right. Okay. Because it's got six minor item slots there. Right, understood. Okay. Alright, so that's um, not two minor item slots, that's um, six minor item slots. Right. Okay, um, would you like a DMG? Are you prepared to tell me the GP values of lots of stuff? Prepared to, yes. Uh, plus three breastplate? It is worth 9,000 money. 9,000? Okay. Uh, plus two defending Aldori Longsword. Is a plus three weapon, so that is worth 18,000. Oh, very nice. Uh, Belt of Giant Strength, plus four. 16. Thank you. Um, Amulet of Natural Armor, plus two. 4,000? Uh, no. Maybe. Amulet of Natural Armor, plus two is 8,000. Thought that was more. Yep. Um, Cloak of Charisma plus four. Sixteen. Ring of Protection plus three. Uh, quite a lot, I think. Um, protection plus three, eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand. Ring of Evasion. Uh, also quite a lot, twenty-five thousand. Yeah, but it is really good. Okay, and then um, Masterwork Rapier is 300 plus whatever the Rapier GPS are. 300. Yeah. Um, plus two chain shirt. Uh, 4,000. Thank you. And um, hang on, he's also got a plus four cloak of charisma, so I know that one is 1,600. Okay. No, 16,000. 16,000, sorry, I just dropped the zero when I was saying it. <coughs> okay, um, duly noted. And then we'll just um, hand out the potions of cure serious wounds and lesser restoration. Mm-hmm. Was that it? That was it. That was easy. Yep. Yeah, he's bought a whole bunch of really he's, easy yeah, to price things. He's got a lot of very expensive but um, very limited gear. And that's actually counting the stuff that was taken out of his... Um, Secret revolt, isn't it? Yeah, because that's where the Ring of Evasion came from. Yeah. 
And I assume I could I could safely assume that any gear you find that Drelith has confiscated off other people, like Tyrion and Kundal and that sort of thing, just get more or less get returned to them. Absolutely. Cool, cool. also wanted to clarify a slight point that I may not have been 100% specific on. Yep. Um, Quintessen Ray has been referred to as a lady several times in the past, but actually ha- you, you've now discovered has not actually been ennobled by Drelev. Um, he's he's clearly titled to that, and she self-titled herself that to make the whole dirty weekend thing look more respectable. Slightly less obvious, although how successful that was. Yeah. Um, as a consequence of the deal you made with her, um, she effectively wanted to be a noble in her own right, which I assume you have no... I, I have just yeah, done. So now she is as legitimate a lady a lady as Svetlana and Michaela, who also have you know no claim on the fact that the king says now you're nobles. Yeah, but what more do you... Yeah, exactly. What more does nobility require? Her, her patchy hair has her uh, listed as Lady Moray. Yeah. In, um, in yeah no, no, I will... Um, have taken care of that pretty much adjacent with the Viceroy thing, because I wouldn't have done that, because I was doing the Viceroy thing really quickly. Yep. So, yeah, so that we had stability in terms of who was ruling, but no, that's that's been taken care of. Tyrion's been confirmed in yep. his possession of all the stuff that he already had. Yep. Yep. no problem there. And um, Lillian, I don't actually imagine particularly wanted. I mean, she is technically already a noble, in the sense that she's a noble of Minkai. If it's something that she's interested in, we could look into it. Not particularly. Yeah. Uh, being the Viceroy is actually a vastly superior promotion to being a noble lady. Yeah. Quintessa mostly wants it so that she's actually still got it as a fallback. Yeah. And that she's... Because she's been living that for quite some time. Yeah, it's like Michaela. Yeah. It is very much like Michaela. Yeah, the, the two of them have way too much in common for everyone's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, divvying stuff out, yep. um, I'm taking two potions of Cure Serious Wounds. Knock yourself out. Um, I have two potions of Lesser Restoration and one potion of Cure Serious here that I don't need. I've mm-hmm. got... Um, yep, feel free to just leave them on the list. I'll hand them out to whoever looks like they like them. Cool. So, one potion of Cure Serious Wounds, two potions of Lesser Restoration. Yep. Is that for me? It is for you. Cool. Um, so I've crossed off what Kaelin's buying, yep. which is he's buying the Amulet of Natural Armor plus two for Windchaser, who's going to have the same Amulet as Kaelin has. Fair enough. And um, he's he doesn't want any of the rest of that stuff shiny, though it may be, and there's some more on the next page. Okay. So I'm thinking there are some things there that, the, that may appeal to the party, but it just depends on if people actually have ring slots and questions of that nature. And um, I want to um, explore the hooked on slough. Okay. I have one more piece of business for you first, which yep. is your relationship points. Ah, yes. Um, you have achieved a marker to qualify for another one. Yep. With all this Drelevian uh, liberating Fort Drelev and all that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, mark. Uh, specifically, you get Bryn's one. Kill House Drelev. So it... Not merely beat him, but kill him. Yep. Which you have quite successfully accomplished. Yes, yes I have. Uh, and that is the only one that you get from your party for um, taking Fort Drelev. Yep. 
that's fine. Um, so I, um, that brings my relationship with Bryn to 25. Sure. And that gives you not her next relationship ability? No, but it gives me my, I believe, the next piece of information about her. Yeah. So I haven't crossed these off. What have you got thus far? Uh, likes skill assisting tools, dislikes pointless animal cruelty, um, aspect no one touches my pack, likes animal trophies, dislikes political games, mistakes make us stronger. Yep. I'll actually have to think about that one. Her um, third aspect will have changed by now. Ah, okay. (laughs) Okay, and then you want to go exploring. Yes. Okay, who are you selecting from your character select screen with Quintessa Moray going, Me! Me! Yeah. The side. yeah, no. Um, who wants to fight giant slugs? It's a hunting trip. Gotta be Bryn. Now, in all fairness, you don't actually know if the giant slugs are there. You're just assuming because I'm always asking to go find them and you haven't found them yet. I try not to be too meta about this, but come on. Okay, so you were taking Bryn out? Yep. Where are you headed? Um, I believe we'll do this outwards in, so, um, G10. I'll just... Oh, hello. Sorry, there are five unexplored hexes. Um, no, actually, we'll start with the stray one. Um, B3. B3? I didn't poke it because it had a Tiger Lord army in it. Right. Uh, yep, fair enough. You go explore B3. Yep. You find signs of a Tiger Lord army. Yep. Who are no more. Yep. That's it. It's just hills? Yep. Okay, random hill six explored. Alright, then we go down a lot through a huge pile of grassland. Sure. Hills and grassland, and at that wade through a bit of swamp, and at that point I'll do it from the other direction and go for um, D10. D10? Yep. Into the swamp? Into the swamp. Okay, it is Swamp. I'll need to draw rivers on it for you. Cool. Here it is. I don't know if at this point you just want to draw the rivers yeah, on the last I assume four. that you're then going to go um, yeah. G10 as well? Yeah, I am indeed. Rather than having you draw three sets of rivers at three different intervals. So in uh, D10, yep. you find Swamp. Yep. And that's it. Yep. Okay. Keep going into eating. Where you find... Swamp. Yep. But possibly with something in it. Okay. Something large and squelchy. And yep. Possibly the monster manually. And <laughs> but totally not giant slugs. Uh-huh. They could be anything. So as Kaelin and Bryn are heading along through this area of bog and swamp and muck following rivers, uh, you may both give me a survival check. Kaelin actually rolls really well. Uh, uh, 27. Yeah, you, you actually come to the same conclusion as your, as your dear wife, then. Good God. Clearly, very slowly learning things from her. Um, this area looks like several trees have been knocked down by some large, very large creatures. 
huge creatures, in fact. Mm. Um, and it is remarkably denuded of animal life and that sort of thing. Uh, what you find are several signs of nesting areas and that sort of thing of birds, you know, swamp creatures, that kind of thing, uh, which suggests to you that normally this area is merely lived in by a variety of creatures. Uh, these big, enormous creatures have been set off and have basically chased the other, the other prey animals out of the area. Uh, and based on the time of year, you would guess it's mating season for them. Right, yeah. Uh, and Bryn can fairly easily find big, giant, slimy trails, which mean, well, either Dreadliff escaped this way, or there's giant slugs in the area. <laughs> well, uh, um, Umber, we, we did say he thought they were up here somewhere. Oh, well, I guess we follow the silver trails. Mating. Aggressive. Probably not inclined to slurp into bottles for us. Oh, that's all right. I mean, presumably we can get the stuff after they're dead, yeah? <clears throat> Shouldn't be hard. Look how much market ooze is just on the trees. Giant slugs. Big. Sluggy. Spit out acid. Or close enough to it anyway. She points out a bit of dissolved tree that you're going past. Quite nasty stuff. Don't imagine Gatekeeper will do much to them. But you'll want something that is going to do something to things without bones. So she actually waffles her knowledge nature check out of the water on this, uh, unlike Lily. Yep. Uh, and tells you that they are immune to acid. Yep. Flat out. Uh, that they have reasonably high DR, um, which is bypassed by slashing or piercing weapons. Right. Bludgeoning a slug doesn't do all that much to them. Yep, cool. So I've got plenty of choices then. Yep. Uh, and they can spit acid. Good to know. Which is reasonably dangerous. Yep. Does she, um... Know if they have reach? Uh, yes, they are huge creatures. They have huge reach. Right. So even with a lance, I'm probably going to be... Yep, 15 yep. foot reach. Yep. Good to know. Okay. And are you going to pursue these trails and even track down the giant slugs, basically? Yes. And if you do not remember, um, what Umberweed wanted was uh, a couple of dozen vials of giant slug spit and slug acid. Um, he reckons a single giant slug should be able to provide enough and as long as you're quick getting it out of the body then killing it first shouldn't be a problem you're basically going to have to kill it and then roll it up and squeeze it it's going to be kind of a disgusting job but that's what he's paying adventurers for Yep. Mm -hmm. okay and you pursue this trail yes and we are endeavouring to sneak his sneaky as Kaelin and his armour and his giant horse get sure um, what's your penalty there? Uh, provide room with? Uh, is, a, um, th- is this move silently or hide? Uh, move silently. Um, then um, I provide her with no penalty. Okay, so the slugs cannot hear you. Yeah, okay. Without rolling. Yeah. Their maximum perce- possible perception check is going to be um, less than... Your um, capacity to sneak up on them. Cool. One, if you, if Bryn rolls a one and they roll a twenty, she still sneaks up to them. Cool. And when you head up to this area, 
you can hear slugs do not bellow, but what you hear is thumping and thrashing and a lot of splashing and splashing. They're having sex, aren't they? Alright, we keep going up. Okay, and when you creep up there, um, can you give me the third one that's down there? Yep. Um, I only got two bases, but I can get out another. My third base. Okay, and. What you can see. (laughs) Is. There is a giant slug lying in the water, and these things are massive. They are huge, blobular creatures. There's a big one lying in the water, um, just literally sitting, sort of watching this with its slow blinking eyes. Um, Kaelin can see there's some difference between them. Bryn could pretty quickly recognise them as one female, three males. Um, And the three males are sort of slapping into each other and oozing over each other and things. Fighting for dominance, endeavouring to prove which one has the right to mate with the female. Right, so there's four four giant slugs here. Four giant slugs. The female is is just doing nothing. She just reclines and waits to be served. Yep. Um, and the three males are sort of slapping each other around. Now, the theory on these things is um, this is the kind of thing that a responsible king would take out of its, his territory, yeah? The, the giant slugs are actively a danger to I people mean, moving into the area? Yeah, they're not hostile creatures, but they are dangerous. Yeah, cool. All right. So, and we're skulking up down here? Yep. Cool. And they pay you no attention whatsoever. Their battle appears to be uh, somewhat territorial as opposed to lethal. They don't seem to be hurting each other. You have no idea how they're measuring which slug is the sexiest one. Yeah. Um, And frankly, you're not sure you want to know. Yeah. Um, Kaelin looks at their configuration. I'm thinking I'll have a fireball just about there. Then we can start it. Females in heat. Not going to do it. Not going to do all that much, but lie back and wait for it. The males will get aggressive as soon as they see anything in the territory. All right, drop it on those three then. So the female giant slug is literally just going to lie there. Uh, presently, she is ovulating and literally almost unable to do anything much. Right. Yep. So she's functionally a non-combatant. Cool. Um, the three male giant slugs, however, are all going to try and kill you as soon as you show up, regardless of whether you do anything to them or not. Yep. Alright, um, and yes, I wish to... We want to get to about here-ish. Yep. And then I want to hiff a fireball at that, in the template of that slug. Um, I presume that's... Um, yes, you can hit all three of them with a, fire, with a well-placed fireball. Yep. Um, how far does your necklace owe fireballs chuck? My recollection was you could... 70, 70 foot. Yeah. Right, so move yourself back 70 foot from them. Uh, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 50 60, 65, 70. Yep. And are you mounted on Windchaser at present? Uh, oh. It might be convenient for the maneuverability... I think yes, but I'll arrange with him that if he starts getting um, sure. spit with acid, <clears throat> he can book. Brr. Giant slugs. Brr. Foul things. 
not thinking, not smart. We will crush them. Alright, and so you are on Windchaser. Yep. And you pop up, and the slugs completely ignore you, oozing over each other. You sort of reach down, hook, hit a fireball at them, and I think we'll go to initiative at this point. Yep. That, um, that is generally, most people consider that a hostile gesture. So you bring in slugs. Yeah, Callum rolls excessively poorly. Uh-huh. But you can't do worse than the slugs. I got a four. They got a minus two. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> They're, you know, sluggish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so you and Bryn walk up to them. There's no sign of you being noticed as you quietly trot up on Windchaser. Then you just chuck a fireball into the midst of them. Yep. They all make reflex saves. Reacting with the incredible speed and dexterity of slug is known for. Yeah, particularly a flat-footed slug. Nothing faster and nimbler than a flat-footed slug. Doesn't actually make any difference to the reason, so... very true. I mostly just like saying flat-footed slug. Okay, they will fail. Cool. I roll 5d... I picked a 5d6 speed, so I roll 5d6 fire damage. Um... That is not exactly... I I very much doubt that's going to ruin their day, but at the start... um, So it's 12... uh, 16... uh, 19 points of fire damage apiece. Sure. Um, So you move up on them. They pay no attention as they're climbing and slurping over each other. You reach down your pouch. You throw the fireball... You see the, the little eye, you say it turns slowly. None of them even move as the fireball lands in the middle of them and goes boom and rips into them. And then they start shriveling up slightly where it's burned into them. Cool. But do not make any horrible noises of pain or anything because they're slugs. Yeah. Uh, and then it is, well, technically it's Bruce Brighton and then you, but she's um, perfectly happy to go under you. You get your awesome surprise one yes, first. Which is me throwing the fireball and then her doing whatever. Uh, sure. Um, is your intent to throw more fireballs at them? Um, uh, maybe, I guess. I was going to charge in on the lance, but I could have another fireball and give them a chance. I mean, it's do we want to charge in? Totally up to you. Bryn is not going to rush in if you run. If you uh, no, were immediately about to follow up by throwing out a fireball at it. No, I think I'm going to. Um, I think I'm going to charge at this point, so she can go on it. All right, so she will charge. Easily gets just with just outside of its range, um, and pulls her net out as she goes and hurls the net at it. Cool. And hits it with ease. Yep. As it very slowly endeavours to lumber out of the way, she hits its touch AC, no problem, and entangles it up in the net. Cool. Uh, and then it is... Kaelin. Kaelin again. Yep. So, Kaelin is going to draw his lance. Yep. And, um, charge. Sure. Um... Charge when chaser, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Yep. Um, so he moves within range of the slug and provokes. But Except that unless they have combat reflexes, they're still flat-footed. Ah, yes. And shockingly enough, they do not have combat reflexes with their incredible slug speed. Yep. So what happens here is Kalen shows up, hits a giant ball of fire at them, 
then charges in with his lance out on Windchaser. And as the lance sort of squelches into one of them, you see the three of them slowly starting to turn your head, their heads and realise there's some sort of threat there. Their eye stalks are tracking. Yep. And um, Kalen gets a single hit in with the lance. Sure. Because you can't full attack when you're um, charging. Charging. Alright, it's a one, so he re-rolls it. Yep. Yeah, and it's a 30. Okay. You easily squelch right through the slug. Yep. And it is times two damage because of the charging. Correct. Alright, that is the minimum roll. So that is nearly 20 points of piercing damage. That's just a middle. Sure. The lance spears through one side and out the other, and the slug goes and oozes over it. Yep. It doesn't look enormously troubled. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, these are, things are ginormous. They, um, this is kind of merely an opening cell, though. And then it is Bryn, then the slugs, and Bryn will roll straight up to the Entangled one, one she's in front of. Yep. Um, she closes on it quickly with ease, doesn't need to worry about bothering, making tumbling checks and that sort of thing, and then flurries the waffles out of it. Yep. Uh, first one will be a stunning fist. So, hit, hit, and hit. Yep. So, three hits, the slide just little. Yep. As she rips and tears into it, uh, not actually using her teeth so much at this yeah. point as hooking her hands, doing yeah, slashing but, damage in that way. I'm glad she's not using her teeth on this. This is gross. Uh, it, okay. it doesn't seem to be stunned in any way, like she can't find the nerve points within it. Yeah. Um, and then she violently accosts it. Or a bunch of damage. Yeah, and of course, because she can use slashing, she's not dealing with the fact yep, that it's blood. Yeah, because of her trait, she can use slashing damage with her arm strikes, so that's no problem at all. Uh, so that is. Uh, 42 points of damage to it from her three attacks hitting. Nice job. Uh, and that one looks a bit more inconvenient. Yeah. Gloops and oozes. And then it is Team Slug. Hey, Team Slug. Uh, the one in front of you just sort of lazily brings its giant moor up towards you and just sort of almost falls on you. <laughs> <laughs> Slam attack? Pretty much. Uh, it's not so much that it's super quick, but it's real big and heavy and takes up a lot of area. That's a 31 to hit you. That will definitely hit me. That would hit me even if um, I wasn't having the minus two to charge. Uh, and you don't have any sort of acid resistance. Either, I certainly do, do not. It goes onto you for 37 points of damage. Ooh, As it lands on you, just crushes you with the sheer weight, and then you can feel horrible acid burning through you as it slugs slime and spit sears into your armor and your flesh. Yep. Uh, the one that is over to the side doesn't look like it's going to bother coming, you know, all the way up out of the comfy water towards you. Yep. 
So it just kind of lazily rears its head back and goes... You can see its big, gaping, toothless maw and then... Spits out a big-ass glob of acid at you. Yep. Uh, 18 versus your touch AC. Which will, of course, hit. Yep. You are too slow to react. And the acid splashes all over you horribly. And... Uh, and you take another 30 points of acid damage. Oh! You yep. said it was nasty acid. And you were right, yep. And that's um, half Kaelin's hit points. Right. Uh, then Bryn, Bryn's one endeavors to sort of slip the net with an escape artist check. It gloops down into the water and with almost extraordinary ease just kind of melts out of the net. It doesn't it's too big to literally ooze through one of the holes, but it just slips and slides and tr- pretty trivially slips this off. Yeah. And that is its action. Brilliant. Bryn's okay. Alright, and then it is her again. Yep. And Bryn sort of looks round at this and sees you horribly damaged and burned and <laughs> maybe more dangerous than they look. I'm alright. Uh, that hurt, but I'm alright. Just, you know, shred your one and uh, I'll try to sort out these two. Come on, ugly. I've. I've. Come on, come on, come on then, ugly. I've seen worse romance than what you're doing here. Not a lot worse romance, but some. <laughs> uh, not you, dear. Someone else. You're Dre Levin. Dre is woman, right? Of course. <laughs> she smokes slightly and then full attacks it. Nope. Uh, hit, hit, and actually a miss because it's no longer netted. Yep. And then hits with her secondary attack, no problems, that's three hits again. Yep. Uh, first one's a stunning fist. The slug shrugs it off with ease. Yep. Does it another 30 points of damage? Sweet. It looks horribly inconvenienced. But still up. But still up. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, can Kalen current... If Kalen five foots to here, can he hit both of these... Is he in melee with both of these guys from range? Uh, with a lance? No, because your lance range is here. Right. You need to go further forward to here. Okay, so if I five foot to here, I can hit them both? No problem. Cool. Um, I, um, Windchase is going five foot. Yep. Um... And then I'm going to full attack. Yep, Windchaser jinks around and Caitlin jabs out with a lance. Yep, and I'm going to full attack and there's, there's going to be some cleaving. Are you power attacking them? Uh, it would apply to all three hits. Yes, and I really want to hit them the third time, sure. so no. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll do it for one point. They are, you know, big and sluggy. So. Yeah. So, I begin by attempting to target this fellow. Yep, the middle one is the most injured of the two. Yep. Do I think these things are animals? Uh, they would be vermin. Yeah, that's what I thought, so that wouldn't apply. Okay, so, um... Oh, um, what are you looking at it for? For your spite? For my spite. Yeah, go nuts. Okay. Um, I, I don't bother to distinguish between vermin and animals because uh, some of the druid stuff gets really silly there. Yeah. 
where you can absolutely detect animals with your natural powers, but not vermin. Oh. Yeah, give me this. It is strikes to smite these big nasty <coughs> beasts before they eat me. And Kaelin will use a smite. Yep, it lots grows green with thorns. Um, I presume that's the first. That's the first attack. Technically, it's on whatever attack you choose to take it on. Okay, I'm taking it on the first attack. Sure. So, um... Yeah, the wise move is usually to do it on the first one because you know you can hit with it. Yeah. But there's an argument for doing it on, on the last one because it gives you a bonus to hit. No, that's alright. I, um... So I get a, um... 20, 28 to hit. You plow into it with ease. Cool. Um... And deal it... Fifteen on the first, thirteen damage on the first hit. Yep. Oh, sorry, seventeen damage on the first hit because of the smite. Yep. And you're remembering your power attacking and things. Yeah, I added the plus two, plus two damage for the power attack, and I subtracted the minus one. Yep. All good. So, and then I endeavour to cleave through and hit that one. Sure. Which, of course, this is going to be the last cleave thing because at that point yep. I'll have cleaved all the targets. So another hit at the. Okay, and that is a uh, 25, uh, sorry, 23 to hit the second one. Again, you pretty easily squirk into it. Yep. Um, and that one is um, uh, 13 points of last damage on yep. that guy. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to um, take another two swings at this guy. Sure. So, uh, 24. Splat. Another 14 points of damage. Yep, still up. Yep, they, um, Bryn was. I'm still catching up with Bryn's last hit. <laughs> and then the last one is going to be a miss, I would say, because um, that's a that's a 10. Yep. 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 That one will indeed miss. Yep. Yeah, see, Bryn's um, gets two extra flurry attacks at no penalty. Yep. So. Whirling tyrant of death. Speaking of which, yes, uh, is I can't see through the giant slugs. Can yeah. I turn one of them? Yes, your thing. All right, so Bryn will step up to where she can hit both of them. Yeah. Uh, and hang on, it, it's not her turn, is it? She had her turn before mine, isn't it? The giant slugs turn. Is it? Uh, possibly I'm not. Got myself confused. I thought she'd already made an attack, but. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I um, have skipped over her, jumped over you in initiative to go to her. Yeah. Constantly comes up. Yeah. Okay, so slugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't want it to be the slugs because I'm in tr- some trouble now, but. Um, so you're in nearly reach of both of them, aren't you? Yes, I am. Okay, so. Look. Whoa. They both just smash down on yeah. you. I'm hoping that I can, you know, actually, I'm no longer charging, so I've got a better AC. Uh, and that is the second one will hopelessly miss. Cool. At an 18. Uh, and the other one will get a 22, which I imagine will miss less hopelessly. Less hopelessly, but it is a miss, so Kellen does the giant slay hits and yep. looks less like he's going to die this round. The badly injured one rears up on Brynn and just crashes down on her. Yep. Uh, and will actually miss her as well. Excellent. She back out of the way. Okay, alright, then we're, then we're good. <laughs> All we needed was one more round. Back to you. Okay, so it's me and then Brent, right? Yep. yep. Okay, alright, and um, I do the same thing again. Sure. Um, 
Including using another smite. Yep. More power attacks. Uh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll power attack for two points. This minus two this time. Cool. Okay, so... This is going to be worth adding up. 20, 23. <laughs> yep. Okay, so... Um, oh, that's a bit better. Plus four from the smite. Plus four from the power attack. Uh, 25 on the first strike to this middle fella. It is horribly injured, but not dead. Cool. I am then going to cleave... that one? Yep. And, um... Yep, yep hit that. Yep. Got double digits on the dice, it's not even a question. Um, and then that's, um... Uh, 21 damage to that fella. Sure. It is partly injured. Yeah, I haven't been hitting... It hasn't been taking the same blows as the other fellow. And then I'm going to make swing my second attack at this guy. Sure. And endeavor to take him out of the reckoning. And that's going to be a hit. Okay. You don't need to worry about your damage then. Okay. And I kill it. Unless you desperately want to roll it and feel like a big man. No, that's okay. So you jab into that one really quickly... You, you work out very rapidly these things don't seem to have a lot in the way of throats and that, so you're just going to jam it through the centre mass, pull the lance out, whirl it round, jam it through into the second one, whirl it back, jam it through into the first one again, and at that, punctured by several holes, it just kind of starts deflating and turning into this horrible, stinking ooze that begins oozing into the river, and the female lies there... Um, and make some sort of appreciative burbling noises as its body fluids ooze over her and she thrashes in the water and looks as delighted as a, as a lady slug can. Okay. Uh, do I make some kind of knowledge check about what's happening here? Dominance proves. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, God, she wants... Yeah, okay. I, no, no, I'm good. It's it's the sign to get her all slug horny. Right. When the flu when the when the deadly when the fluids from one of them being beaten badly enough first to happen. Right. Out. Okay. Yik yik. Um. All right. And then I've got one more attack which I'm going to use on this fellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is worth adding up. It's not a guaranteed miss. Is uh sixteen. Uh, you miss. Yep. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a super great roll, and I'm taking the minus two penalty. You'd have missed with the power attack anyway. Yeah. Without the power attack anyway. anyway. Yep. And that is Kalen's turn. He kills a slug. Okay. Then it is Bryn. Yep. Uh, who will, I suspect, end up using utilizing her u- utilizing her monk step abilities here. So she throws her first flurry, her first attack. First flurry attack at that thing. Yep. Uh, only just, but she does hit it. Yep. Uh, it's not going to matter whether she stuns it or not. Uh, oh, actually, she fails to kill it with the first one. Which okay. Extremely poor damage. Uh, at which point, it passed its fourth save with ease. Uh, she will throw the second blow at it. Yep. Uh, crit threat. Yeah. Uh, rolls poorly again, fails to confirm the crit. Uh, and on the second one, she rips away and leaps up on the side as she runs and tears a big chunk out of it and more fluids ooze into the water and the female thrashes incredibly excitedly. Yep. And 
Brune uh, no longer gets to do her movement here. So. Yep, that's fine. Then it is all... Uh, all on last giant slug. All on team slug. Uh, who told himself in the fact that Kaelin is, you know, moderately badly hurt. Who has the intelligence of a slug and you're the thing in front of it, so just... Uh, bash. Yep. Rears up, crashes down on you, rolls a 33 to hit. Yep, that will certainly hit. And splatters you under its corpse. Yep. Uh, for a fuck ton of damage. Uh, seven. Uh, 40 points of damage. Whew. Yeah, raises up like a tidal wave and just goes <laughs> down on you and then lies on top of you, oozing acid all over you. Yep, and he's got 19 hit points. He's good to go. Alright, and it's killed. Yes, it is. Who doesn't get all secedious because he's been reduced to one less than a quarter of his hit points because, you know, I did moderately injure the slug and I, the other two are dead and mm-hmm. I've got Brick backing me up and she's just going to disembowel it. So I just full attack it. Mm-hmm. Or you could hit it once and I suppose if you move away from it, you're going to provoke anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, and the, the taking hits from it is the problem. No, yeah. I'm going to try and kill it. Um, and I'm going to smite one more time because see any reason why not, given I have four smite attempts. Alright, and I'm going to again power attack it. Yeah, still does not think giant slug is a good for your community. Yeah, we're together on that point. Alright, I hit it with copious ease. Sure. And deal it, ooh, quite a lot. Uh, so plus four, four. 24 points on the first strike. I gotta say, these things are kind of awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. They're really stupid monsters in a way, but they're kind of awesome. Alright, I hit it on the second one. Sure. And deal it uh, another 18 points. Uh, yeah, it's looking less happy. And um, then I try and hit it a third time and flat miss. Bryn will rock right up to it and flurry it again. Yep. Uh, she tumbles in with ease under its big smashings. So just in here? Yeah, she's not going to go heavily into the water. Yeah, I didn't it. Figure, figure she'd want that. Uh actually misses her first attack, hits with the second one, um, hits with the third one, and she will, yep, she leaps over its head, brings a foot down in an axe kick style blow down top, down between its eyes and sort of splits it between the eyes of the back of its head, and it falls into the water going... <laughs> And the female goes (laughs) in the best come and take me baby gestures you've ever seen from a giant. That's like, yep. Alright. And the third slug snuffs it? Yep. Excellent. Caleb sags slightly as the, um, you know, brushes off some of the acid burning into him. What's his hair? Make you feel better. Stand still. She touches you with her chi touches in a couple of places and gives you 35 hit points back again. Sweet, that does indeed make me feel better. (laughs) And Galen is back up to half. Now. Thanks, love. Do you want to squeeze one of these things like a rolled up tube of paint and get all the spit out of it? Or do you want to be the one that swims out in the water to go handle Quintessa Murray out there? Galen, what's this? Uh. I feel I'm up for the milking the giant slug thing. If you're right to um, if you're right to kill a female. Mm-hmm. All right. Kale desires to fight something inanimate for a bit. And she 
She leans in. She leans in. Good for you. Been watching, learning how this, learning how this game works. You do the hard job. I say thank you. She leans in and kisses you. You feel her, not particularly subtly, groping her hand around behind your back, and then she takes your longbow <laughs> and says, "Then I do it the easy way, and you get the hard job." <laughs> goes over here, stands on the edge of the shore, takes your sixty odd arrows, and just goes funk, 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 funk into the water. <laughs> You know, missing several of her shots that she's not even proficient with your longbow. Yeah. But she just, you know, jabs, shoots this female slug several times as it lies there. Yeah. Until finally pincushioned with arrows, it sinks beneath the waves. And she washes her hands off in a nice clean bit of water and looks very satisfied. Meanwhile, Kaelin will milk a giant slug for acid. Yeah. No- yep. Meanwhile, you've got this thing and it's like trying to fold up the world's soggiest giant blanket. You sort of flip the end of it forward, taking a good bit of strength to do so, and it goes... And then you push down and it makes a... noise. You've got a whole bunch of vials and pots and pans and everything else lie down in front of it. Then you realise that your your full plate gauntlets are starting to itch slightly, so you splash them in the water and wash some of the acid off. Fold the next giant fatty fold over it. Hmm. Bryn's pretty down at this point. She leans back against the tree, looking satisfied. <laughs> yeah. And after several agonizing minutes, yeah. you squish that slug good. Yeah. And you have a dozen vials of slug spit. Yeah. Kaelin will um, rinse them off and seal them, rinse them off in the muddy water. Let's go find some clean water. Mm-hmm. Sure, a good, sure a good river back over there. Looks like these things haven't been <clears throat> ing in it. Great, let's go. And then um, at once Kaelin is, um, has polished his armor and then is um, stripped off and bathing in the river. Well, never take I never say I don't take you out to romantic places. Just think, it could have been Svetlana. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of on purpose. It's like I don't want to tell you what to how to treat women, but yeah, of course. Then I took Bryn, but you know, yeah, I like hunting Bryn. <laughs> yep, yes. Um, whether um, once we're all clean and stuff, other antics take place near the river, as mm-hmm. um, the camera will cast a discreet veil over. Yeah. And so, in fact, you you sort of wash off in the river. You take a good long scrub until yeah. you feel clean and less gooky actually get a bit of soap out, all that sort of thing, come out with the camera showing you from the, from the waist up, all, yeah. ri- all rippled and manly, and then you hear a slight growl from the bushes, look round, completely fail to see anything, of course, and then hear, mating season! As <laughs> something tackles you back into the water, and another fight begins. Excellent. But you fail those grapples, yes. Yeah, I, I fail them hard. There's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's usually the best way to do it. Yeah. Anyway. And then um, we get all clean and dried and um, so you, ro- rock and um, pack up our worlds of acid spur. You interrupt the slug sexy time and then you got to have some of your own. Yeah, that's because we're the apex predators, baby. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. <laughs> but You know, yeah. the slugs would have gone back to having sex after they'd killed us. They have a charisma of one. Yeah. Into dash, a dex of two, 
and a con of 27. Yeah. So, um, yes, we fight. Where are the giant slugs in this? Uh, there should be a little bit where the river hooks up. Uh, yep. Just under that. Right, yep. Cool, giant slugs. And we explore the hex. Uh, yes, indeed you do. Cool. You don't find any more traces of, of slugs here. Um, there haven't been any babies born, obviously, because the mating hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, and from the looks of it, you'd guess like these are the offspring from the last mating. Yeah. You know, so their family, such as it matters to giant slugs, yeah. just to say not at all. Uh-huh. And then um, we will go on into um, F10. Yep, where you find the most exciting thing you have ever found in all of Fort Drelo's hexes. The rivers and the swamp end in there. Yay! And there's nothing in there of consequence. What? So what terrain type is it? Swamp. So this is the swamp. Right, this is another swamp hex. Alright, and then head on out to G10, which I imagine is random forest. You imagine right. Okay. The randomest. Cool. So yes, we have a battle with giant slugs and explore the rest of the hook tunnel slough, which doesn't take very long because I did some serious exploration in the last couple of turns before fighting, while waiting for pet various people to get sick of them. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow you still missed out on that slug set. You don't feel missing out with the word? No, I'm, I, I, I'm good. I, I didn't need to see the slugs do it. I suppose technically if we'd waited, seeing they didn't know we were there, if we'd waited until after they fought, there would have been less of them. Yes, but as they're all immune to acid, it's very difficult for them to actually damage each other. Right, so one slug would just get fed up, the the other slugs would just be slightly bruised and get fed up and wander away. Pretty much, you'd be waiting a while, you'd want to set up a big camp. Yeah, yeah. Alright, and we head back to Lakeview and stop in at Underweed's Tower. It's the fact that they're immune to acid and highly resistant to uh, non-bludgeoning damage. And, but right, and of right. course what they deal is, is bludgeoning, bludgeoning damage. Acid. Yep, so they, they don't hurt each other very much. Which is good for the giant slug, slug populace because, you know, they ain't real bright for some reason. Yep. Alright. Oh! Huh. Caleb! As you approach his tower, avoids towering Lakeview, there is the giant um, Elasmosaurus uh, over yes. it. And as you pull on the bell rope, there's a clong, clang, clong, clang from within his tower. And the Elasmosaurus looks down at you as its head, pulled by the pile of ropes and contraptions, bends down and opens its mouth. And you actually see he's installed some sort of speaking tube in it. So you hear through the Elasmosaurus mouth this slightly awkward, Who's there? Kaelin and Bren. Hey, listen, Alan. I thought his mother first made me ready to come straight to Carlos Road and say him if he was installed in this one. Okay. Kaelin shrugs it, Bren. There's a clang, 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 clang noises. The door opens and you see the excited little gnome there. Oh! King Kaelin, how exciting! You must have something for me. Is it my slug mucus? It is your slug mucus. Oh, how wonderful. I can't tell you how happy I am to get it out of my bags. <laughs> oh, look Look how many vials you've got on it. Oh, oh, it's, it's rather more sharply smelling than, than I expected. The slug spit. Oh, but this is this is wonderful. Uh, I presume it was easy to collect? No, no real trouble there? Giant slug's acid is surprisingly painful, but yeah, we managed. Oh, well, yes, that's the point. It, it dissolves uh, several of the other components that will go into the, 
the potions that I intend to make with it. Uh, and uh, some of what I intend to use it for is uh, particular acids to etch metal for some of my dwarven contacts. Well, it's all very exciting, really. Uh, it, it, it'd be wonderful once I apply perhaps a little perfume to the items afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, a matter of the payment then. Uh, let, let me know what you need and I'll, I'll get it all put together and uh, you can experience the, 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 the reward you get back from some of the fine items I can make with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have his reward here, which I believe is the same... Um, uh, I've got down a dozen potions of my choice. That is indeed it. A dozen potions of your choice. Yep. Uh, so that will go up to effectively as good a potions as they can make, which are level three potions. Yep, sweet. So um, he does seem to be indicating that he'll be making them out of the slug spit among other reactions. Yeah, I'm not going to dwell on that image, and then it won't be a problem. <laughs> Bruins just <are> like eh. <laughs> waste not, want not. <laughs> When I'm drinking them, I don't... At the time when I'm drinking them, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so, you may have um, half a dozen potions of your choice... Uh, sorry, a dozen potions of your choice added. Yep, I'm just um, <coughs> looking at what I want. Um, I, I would probably turn some of these over to the party. A dozen's quite a lot. Sure. So, um, if I say six for me, six for, and then two, um, six for everybody else. Sure. I'll just have a look-see at the kinds of things I can have in potions. So these are arcane potions up to level 3? Yep. Up to spell level 3, so that's basically... um, You can make some quite good things. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, as I might tell. Yeah. Uh, and they're not obliged to be arcane ones because you can always trade to get what you know make make a potion of jump and then trade it for a potion of cure or whatever. Cool. <coughs> so how do I tell what? Here's the potions. Can you put to me at the the level cutoff? Uh. So no, no, you you misunderstand. Um. The things potions can only be made up to out of up to level three spells. Right. There are some exceptions, like the Shield of Faith is a lower level spell that has effects at higher levels. Right. But basically, all of them are that. So your cutoff point is where they go over seven hundred and fifty gold apiece. Lovely. Thank you. Ooh. Technically speaking, a potion of Shield of Faith plus five. Is a first little potion brewed by a twelfth level caster. Or yeah. Whatever, but Brr. Ask him for potions of fly. Brr. <laughs> the horse wants. Uh, Windchaser wants potions of fly. Uh, so you can engage in flying mounted combat if you so choose. That sounds extremely awesome. Because he can drink them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. I'll have some of that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but your horse is making his opinion known. Uh, I take my horse's opinion seriously. <laughs> if you think it's so clever, why don't you make it a counselor? <laughs> Which God help me, you technically could. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. 
Not because I don't think he'd be a good counsellor, because I do, but I still love well, if you made some poorer choices earlier in the adventure, your choice of your, your selection of counsellors might be limited to your horse. Hmm? I mean, it, it would be theoretically possible to just waff your kingdom to the point where you get to this point you don't actually have 11 councillors to take from. You literally can't get anyone to fill in as your treasurer. Yep, that works for me, and... Okay, um, and Kaelin, um, will, um, uh, you can put, um, six down on the, six potions down on that treasure list for di- divvying. Sure. Um, and Kaelin will purchase one of invisibility, one of tongues, one of remove curse, one of protection from fire, and two of fly. Sure. Cool, cool. And I'm now going to note all that on my consumables. Yeah, and Umbleweed will make these for you over several days. Yeah. And that is exploring the Hooktown Slough. Yep. So, you look out from the top of Castle Drelev, your newly installed Viceroy Lillian, um, enjoying her uh, slightly rebuilt throne. Yeah. So it's not so obviously the king's throne. Yeah. Um, as she looks out upon the majestic lands of Drelev's giant swampy ooze land mm-hmm. with you. Which are yours, gloriously yours. And you reflect on all the trials and tribulations you've faced to get to this point. The devastating hand-to-hand melee with the devastating uh, warrior, Canis Drelev, who had never been before tasted loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the battle with, with Queen Pavaretta Strun Drelev and her mighty capacity to fling plates. Her chihuahua. Mm-hmm. 14th level wizard Emeka Strode yeah. <laughs> throwing lightning bolts and disintegrates and things and then watching slugs have sex and reflecting on all these experiences you realise you can't be out of the hook tongue slough fast <laughs> <laughs> and there is a ding noise and you gain your 13th level yay level shall we call it there yep 13th 